can AI generate art? And I think this is really the question. Um, there's a really good video on YouTube kind of explaining this. And this notebook was made by somebody named Catherine Crossan. Um, there's her GitHub repo. And let me put myself a little in the corner. Um, there's her GitHub repo. Um, let me make that bigger. There's her GitHub repo. Um, and there's her Twitter ID. Interesting stuff on her Twitter ID, by the way. Um, so basically, this is a Colab notebook. If you're not familiar with Colab, Colab is a, um, basically, I got the pro version because I got hooked on this. Uh, but Colab is a free Jupyter notebook compute service that Google offers. Uh, think of it if um, you were familiar with Azure notebooks. So this is basically the Google version of it. Azure Notebooks, sadly, is really no more, but it is what it is. Um, so I bought it up. I bought the Pro version. You don't have to buy the Pro version. Um, with the Pro version, you're guaranteed a GPU, and this really needs a GPU. Um, with the free version, you kind of get what's available, right? Most of the time, it's available. Most of the time, I've not had a problem, but I wanted things to go a little faster. I want to try it out. And for nine bucks a month, renting, basically getting access to a Tesla uh, GPU, uh, you can't beat that. Um, all right. So anyway, and there's actually like a super pro version that uh, is fifty dollars a month, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm not there. Um, but this is cool, so I can do all this cool stuff here. And basically, you run through kind of these parameters and such. So this is the one that is on by default. Um, you can also look at the code. Um, and what you do is there's a parameter section here um, <clears throat> that you go and you basically say what you want to paint, right? So, you know, the height 500, um, 500 by 500 seems to take a decent amount of time. Um, and um, hang on. Um, so basically what I've been doing is an experiment, uh, cause I'm a data scientist and I just can't help myself, uh, is I have been saying, can this, there we go. So what I've been doing is I've been saying, I've been using this, um, can I make this wider? No, 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 no. All right. I'll go back in the corner. I do this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Um, so what I've been doing is I have been, um, going through and basically saying, using this key phrase, robots creating art. And I've been saying it by different artists right now. This is cool because this lets me use my education from a liberal art, traditional philosophy, philosophically bent, uh, liberal arts college. And this touches on all of it, right? All the uh, art history classes I had to take which at the time I thought was kind of a waste of time, um, that over time have kind of enriched my life. Um, but I also have a, I have a comp sci degree from a place like that. So, um, I was able to pay back my student loans because I can get a good decent job right away. Um, but ultimately, uh, I'm I'm not an art connoisseur. I'm I'm you know obviously I'm not a hard historian. I didn't even play one on TV or stay at a Holiday Inn last night. But um, I've been trying this experiment where I would just say robots creating art, 
and I use different artists as the example, right? So you can, you, you, this is the key. This is what you seed it with, right? Again, with some other parameters, right? What model you want to use and, um, um, hang on what model you want to use as well as, um, um, the size of it, random seed, how many iterations and stuff like that. So basically I've been doing this with, you know, robots creating art by Keith Haring, robots creating art by Pablo Picasso. It's kind of names I kind of knew. Uh, if you're not familiar with Keith Haring, you've probably seen his work. He was, um, kind of a, one of the first largest, um, graffiti artists to kind of make it big. Um, so here is an example of what I put here. So here is an example of a, I said, Robux creating art by Pablo Picasso. No, actually, no, this was data is the new oil. So I need to do a Picasso of that. Um, so I did one with, uh, Ansel Adams, who's a photographer, uh, known for his black and white photography. Uh, I said, a robot's creating art by Ansel Adams. And that's what came out. So I find this interesting in several things, right? Um, that's all the, the the hints I gave it. Obviously, somewhere it knew how to look things up. It knew how to, um, uh, it knew that, it knew what that looks like. Now, as I understand it, GANS is something that I really want to get into. And GANS stands for Generative Adversarial Network. Although I need to look at this. Uh, this is actually a GAN. It says VQ GAN. It's not a diffuser. That's another type of um, neural network that generates um, data. Uh, but basically, a generative adversarial network basically is, consists of two, at least two neural networks. It says it generates something and another one that says that discriminates it, right? So it says basically, hey, does this look like an Ansel Adams photo to you? Uh, and the neural network will say no. And then it basically iterates through that thousands of times, maybe even millions of times, depending on what you're looking to do. And it creates something that would looks like something he would have made. Now, obviously there's some weird kind of things in here. Ansel Adams is known for his black and white photography of natural landscapes. And I say that because if you look at this, you see a robot, kind of industrial robot, and you also see kind of what looks to be like an old school camera there. Amidst a natural kind of landscape in a black and white context. I don't know what these chairs have to do with anything, but you know, I find that amazing that the neural network got that, right? That's all I gave it. Like, so, so let's take a look at what this is doing here with Keith Haring. So I just said robots creating art by Keith Haring. Um, so this is the uh, first iteration that comes out. And what's interesting is you get this kind of smudgy type of um, photo the first go of every time. But if you notice, that's the first zeroth iteration. Uh, the 50th iteration, you start to see something forming. And then 100. And then now you, this actually looks very Keith Haring-like. But as you move on, 200, 400, 500. And you get down to where I am now, which should be probably it's been running long enough. I should be around 2000, uh, 2100. Oh, it's almost done. I have it set to go to 20. Okay, so 2400 just came in hot off the press. Let's open that image in a new tab. I mean, if you look at Keith Haring's stuff, 
it's um, it's uncanny. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's impressive, right? Um, from an engineering point of view, this is just amazing. That's all the data I gave it. There is no, I mean, obviously, whatever's in that that model, I need to look in like what's that's been trained on. But everything I've thrown at it so far, it's been uncanny in picking out some of the details, right? So that's Keith Herring. Let me start up another one. That's Ansel Adams. So if you've not heard the name William Wegman, you may not have. Uh, William Wegman is a uh, photographer. He's an artist. Um, but he's mostly known for his photographs of Weimaraners. And my Weimaraner passed away last week. Um, so it's been kind of top of mind. So I basically wrote the parameter, the seed for this, saying, you know, robots creating art by William Wegman. And this is what it came out with. Now, some of this is weird because that looks like a person. But you can definitely see Weimaraners are kind of part of it. Now, the other thing I want to point out is that this notebook, uh, if you look at the files that are here, steps. Oh, of course, it's not going to show me uh, because I'm on a live stream. Um, one of the things you can do here is generate a video from the generated frame. So this creates, um, it only shows every 50th. Again, that's parameter you can change. Um, but basically, um, it's not going to show me, but there's a PNG basically for everything that gets generated. And you can animate that. So that gives you an insight into what was going on, for lack of a better term, inside. Is that showing my, how did that work? Move this window here, and I'll do that. There we go. Uh, for lack of a better term, what's going inside the, the the mind of the AI? So again, this is the zeroth iteration, and this will go all the way to twenty five hundred. And let's see what it came up with. So you'll see, like the shape of a dog, kind of understands that it needs to draw a Weimaraner. Kind of knows. Honestly, I don't even know if it knows that. But if you watch it, basically what's happening is in each iteration, and we're only looking at, you know, this kind of sped up, but each iteration, it's trying to figure out, hey, does this look like a William Wegman painting? And the, the AI will say, yeah or no. And it might even give feedback that I need to, because it's a VQ GAN, not a um, standard one. Uh, and you'll see, what's interesting is that one of them kind of has a primate type look. Um and then I'm not sure if this is supposed to be the tail or, or what. You see an eye and then you see kind of a tail. Um, but you see one kind of behind a the camera. There's robots all over the place. Uh, it's in a studio, kind of like, a, like an art studio type thing. And you'll see it kind of evolve over time. And that's basically the computer mulling over every pixel basically is what's happening here which is why you need a GPU because, you know, you need a lot of that, that horsepower to make this happen in a meaningful stage, which is you can see an eye pop out here. It'll kind of go away towards the end. But as we get closer to the end, it's just fascinating what this looks like and how this, how this works. Now, again, I didn't tell it that William Wegman loves the, to paint Weimaraners. I'm thinking if there's any comments. Um, it didn't, I didn't tell anything about Keith Herring. I didn't tell it anything about all of these artists. Let's see, what's this one? 
um, it just knew. And it's amazing how this works. Here's another one. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. All right, so here's one I posted on Instagram. This is not technically part of the uh, experiment, but this is a video that I put in. And the I had this kind of um, thought experiment with Andy, Andy Leonard, my brother from another mother, co-host on Data Driven. Um, basically, like, what if I took the titles of blog posts and kind of automatically kicked off a process that would generate a painting um, you know, this, so this is about the, the hidden flaw of solar panels and you'll see kind of how this works through it. Uh, it shows roofs, it shows trees, it shows clouds. It shows what I think is a sun. Um, but you also see kind of these solar panels and for some reason, a fire forming in the middle. Now, all of that from an engineering point of view is pretty fascinating. So I'm actually generating the video of the Keith Herring. So we'll take a look at that in another minute um yeah there it is so yes yeah randy i mean it really is uncanny it is uncanny right and and um i'm on the fence like i'm like that's why i put the other option because like i get what you're saying is it art i mean i would say the 20th century kind of defined what art is i mean i'm looking at you jackson pollock right Modern art haters don't don't come flying at me. You look at some of the things that classifies as art. It's not like you have to be Raphael anymore, or <laughs> you know, or uh, Leonardo da Vinci, right? Not saying that these newer artists don't have um, talent. And um, I see a comment. Yes, Andy Warhol is next on the list. Um, I can only run note one notebook at a time. And, but you're right. I mean, strictly speaking, then is what is art, right? It does it have to be created by union humans. I mean, I mean, up until, up until a year or two ago, kind of was, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think this is kind of like Photoshop on, on steroids. I mean, that's right. I'm not sure. Like I, I'm, I'm, I kind of oscillate. I mostly think that yes, but I think a lot of it, like to Randy's point, depends uh, on what your definition definition of art is. And he's right; it is artistic. Um, but one of the interesting things I saw in some other post is that this will help artists kind of overcome creative blocks, which is interesting because when GPT three came out, which is a um, text generator, uh oh. Well, let me download that. All right, good. It's going to let me download that. So we'll see what the Keith Haring kind of process looks like in animation once that's done. But you're right. I mean, what is the nature of art? Is art something that's created by humans? Um, does it, and it really cuts to the existential edge here, right? What is art? Uh, what is creativity? What is um what is the relationship between creativity and consciousness? These are all big questions. That's true. Photoshop is a human vision and uses learned innate abilities to create. But you could argue, 
not saying I disagree or agree, but you could argue that that's the same holds here too. The um, whoever built this, I forget her name, but or whoever designed the, v, the these generative adversarial networks. I think there's an interesting question here that will come out over the next so often. Lawyers will get involved. Like who owns that? Who owns the image that's generated with that? Right? Is it the creators of the um, is it the creators of the software or is it someone who does the work on the software or more to the point? I mean, work here is very minimal. It's not like Photoshop, right? Adobe makes Photoshop, but when you create a, an image of Photoshop, presumably you own the copyright. Um, these are all big questions. Like, and I just, I love this aspect of AI. Honestly, I really love this aspect of artificial intelligence and kind of data science, right? Cause this really gets, it, it, it merges different fields and disciplines, the art world, the philosophical world, the math, the engineering, right? This is, honestly, folks, this is why you go to a liberal arts college, right? <laughs> right? Because you get the exposure to philosophy. You get the exposure to math and, and science and things like that. At least you should. Um, but this is why I love having a degree from a place like Fordham because they're, they're heavy on the philosophy, right? And you can't avoid the philosophy and the theology classes. Also went to a Jesuit high school as well as the college. So, um, you know, there's something to be said for it. Is it perfect? Well, no, but, you know, um, it is what it is. <laughs> but I just love the fact this is this is a this really is just cuts across all at the intersection of a lot of different disciplines. And you're right. I mean, Photoshop does require a human to drive it. However, there's this new parts of Photoshop that called content aware fill where and you've probably seen ads for apps that do this now too that's based on ai so you can just say if there's a person and uh say you you and your significant other are in a photo and there's somebody photobombing it in the background you can select that that person like select select around that area and be like content aware fill and it will use ai to remove to basically um, think through, that's a terrible phrase, but work through what should be there if the person wasn't standing there. I mean, is that, I don't know. I mean, it's, this really touches on some, some very, I don't have the answers, right? I'm not saying it's one way or the other. Uh, and I'm also encouraging folks to not just flat out say it's not one, you know, it's one way or the other. Um, but I mean, it's, it's worth the, the thinking about it. Um, so let's see. Here's another one I did. I did Picasso. Where's my Picasso? Right. So Picasso, I was going to do another one. And this will probably end up on my blog or a LinkedIn article or whatever. Um, and here is an image of Picasso. And, I, and basically, Data is the New Oil by Pablo Picasso. Now, this is what the AI came out with. You'll notice that there's kind of what uh, looks like a, a smartphone. There's little ones and zeros in the background. Take a stand. <laughs> um, all right, I'll take a stand. I say that this is art. Uh, I, although it might involve changing the definition of what art is. Although if you look at the last uh, century or so in the art world, I think that, that ship has sailed. Um, I, I like Mondrian, I like um, um, Jackson Pollock stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, it looks like somebody's drop cloth. You know what I mean? Like, 
what is art? I think art is some kind of creative expression that adds some kind of value. Um, notice I left out who generated it. That's what I think right now. I mean, I might change it, but I would say right now, I say this is art. I also see this more as a collaborative process. And I think somebody in the comments said this, is that if I'm an artist and I can't think of an idea for a painting, I can just run the AI through this. I also said the same thing about GPT-3, right? When it generates like text, right? Uh, oh my God. Yes. That is, I'm, if I can get that on the t-shirt, I will sell that and I'll, I'll even send you a free one, Randy. You're right. Some people, I mean, it all depends on what art is, right? So, so, so the definition of art, at least in, in kind of the modern context, I mean, if somebody can duct tape a banana to a wall and call it art, then this clearly meets that, <laughs> I mean, this is, right? I mean, the, the the problem for me when I look at things like Jackson Pollock or some of Doc taping a banana to the wall, right? I had this debate before actually, um, and um, you know, you would expect some kind of skill, right? It's called art artisan, right, <laughs> for a reason, right? There's some kind of skill. If anyone can duct tape a banana to a wall, where's the value there? right and arguably here if anyone can type in text into because uh, i'm sure that it's if it's not done already it will be done soon where i can type in text and all, all you know you won't see the notebook stuff you won't see the code right um but i had this debate with somebody and and i'm like i'm like it wasn't in regards to duct tape at the on a banana to the wall but it was it was pretty similar and i was just like that's not art and he goes why it's like dude because i could do it Right? He goes, yeah, but you didn't. And I was like, good point. <laughs> so in that sense, the definition in that context and the definition of who's an art, what is art and who's an artist depends on, for lack of a better term, your chutzpah, right? Like, I mean, it takes some, I don't want to use the word, but it takes some um, gall <laughs> to tape, duct tape a banana to a wall and say, hey, there you go. Um. If you also look at stuff like Banksy has done, right? Actually, that's another artist. I'll do that next. Um, if you look at what Banksy has done, is that art? I don't know. But it's really more the context in which he places stuff that makes it art. So with that, I have to drop. But thank you for joining in. Uh, looks like the download is not going to be ready in time. Or is it? Let's see. Nope, it's not ready. It's not download yet. Um kick that off again so thank you for joining and um stay tuned to my instagram frank digs data uh we're gonna have more and of course uh always check out the data channel if there's enough interest um uh, i will do a um uh series on gans on the data channel the data channel is the tv for data people and you can go here to get a discount if i can find it nope nope there you go Use those coupon codes, launch 497 to get it for 497 a month, which is about uh, one third off or data channel for life to get the yearly uh, discount, which will be about 70% off. With that, I will say thank you for watching. Thank you, Randy. And if you're watching this on a later, thanks for tuning in. Thanks.